Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. Today I'm with Essence Montgomery in Oklahoma by way of Kansas City. And she's been there for not two years, five years, 10 years, but 12 years. And we all know how those times just add up sometimes. So Essence, thank you for being here so much thank today for on having the Living me. a Better Story podcast. Um, I'm, I'm excited to dig in because your background looks pretty cool. And I, I, you know, where I like to kind of go first is rewind the tape because you look so smiley and happy today. And, and if you go back to when you're younger, I find that uh, you, you, know, you haven't had the influence of the world yet. When you're five, six, seven, right. before you, some of your first memories are those that are like, you know, they can be so cool. What was your passion when you were very young? What were some of your first memories? Honestly, Chad, um, I grew up pretty rough. Um, I grew up without parents. I grew up with grandparents. Um, and so I grew up with some tough conditions. And so like me growing up was every day really surviving. Um, but one of my, I guess you say like things that I look forward to would just be like that freedom to be able to go outside and let the wind blow and just, you know, like have fun with other kids, you know, cause that was kind of escape from regular life, honestly. Mm. Wow. That's neat. There, there's always something that's, that gets us, you know, for me, it's skiing when I'm on the slope in Colorado and I'm going and I'm just like yeah. letting the wind blow. It's yeah. just so free. Fresh air. It does yeah. wonders. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so you moved in with your grandparents. Uh, my mother actually uh, had to do that for a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's a more common thing than it should be these days. And, right. Uh, but it also, it also helps you grow. So it does. It, I'll it be really curious is. about how, you know, how that impacted you. If you think of those days, what, what do you think is the silver lining of, man, that really sucked then, but now here's the blessing from it? I would say it really allowed me to be more self-sufficient a lot earlier. So it matured me a lot. And that's one of the blessings I feel like I got. So like when I was in my 20s, so it's funny because when I was a kid, my nickname used to be Granny because they said I act like an old lady, but I grew up around my great-great-grandmother, my great-grandfather, my grandma, 
And then I grew up with my mom's mom later on in my, um, I was like 10 or so. Um, and so like, it just allowed me to be more mature. It also improved my music taste. <laughs> I feel like, because oh, I'm good. an 80s baby, but like, you know, growing up in the 90s, the music was different. It was good, but like, I grew up on more like old school, like 60s, 70s music. So I feel like it really improved my music taste. And I love music. All my family knows. Like I used to do sound engineering for church and stuff like that. And so like, I love music in general. Um, and so I feel like another thing that it really um, improved in me is just the, um, it, it really helped me appreciate history. Um, because when you, you, when you're around older people, you really get to learn a little bit more of the history or, you know, you get from more of a mature perspective at a younger age. And so that really helped me a lot. Um, and I mean, there's not many people that can say that they grew up with five generations. Um, and I'm blessed to be able to say that I had that, uh, that I had that, um, growing up. I still have four. My great grandmother's still alive. Um to this day but you know not a lot of people say that so just to have generational history there um you know tough history but still just to say that you were able to be around those people and you know glean from them any little bit of information was really just a blessing my best friend uh was adopted and I met him when I was five and we'd be we've been best friends ever since oh. and you know when he turned 18 we always had this plan together hey let's go meet the parents and then 18, just like you in Oklahoma for 12 years, 18 became 25, became 30, became 30, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think it was probably in his, maybe it was right around the time he turned 40. Mm -hmm. And he, he finally went out and said, okay, I'm going to go check this out. And, mm. and when he, you know, when he turned the chapter of that book, it was like, it was good that he got to figure it out. But he also was like, you know what? my mom and dad, he really looks at adoptive parents as his real, quote Absolutely. unquote, real mom and dad. Because, you know, if you think of your relationship with God, I've been kind of thinking yeah. about this lately. <laughs> and it's like, God is the person who created us. Come on. And so if we just, if our parents are there, it, I'm God's kid, yeah. right? And, and so it's, it's interesting where you get placed in life it's it's really it's really meant to be so that yeah. you know what I mean and absolutely so, and I think yeah. that's one thing like when you said adoption I, I, it reminds me of the scripture I can't remember exactly what it is but you know that we're adopted you know into the family of God because you know at creation um you know the the the, the first sin you know we were separated from God because of his righteousness and sin they can't go together but through his sacrifice through Jesus Christ, we were adopted back into that family. And if you look at, you know, adoption legally and how it works, when you adopt a child, you cannot disown them. It takes a lot to be able to disown them. And so to know that God said, not only did I create you, but I also then chose you again, even after your mistakes, you know, that's what um, gives me hope every day. You know, even though, you know, my mom wasn't there, you know, my, my biological dad, I don't know who that is. Um, you know, I dealt with tough circumstances with my grandparents and, you know, just all these different things, tough circumstances in life that I've dealt with. Um, I realized that God created me and yet he chose me and I get to be with him forever. 
And so those are the things that really give me hope now, you know, being more mature and in Christ now, didn't grow up in church. Um, we were CEOs, Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hey, but at least you were CEOs because right. that. <laughs> right. And so, and, and honestly, it was only like probably a few years where we were that. But other than that, we had no like religious background or anything like that. And so when I became an adult and gave my life to Christ, you know, those things were things just like that triggered me because I was like, I didn't have family, but I do. Like some of my church family is closer than me, closer to me than my real family, just because of how God divinely placed us um, in our lives. And like even my kids, godparents, you know, we met them at a church we attended for 10 years prior to this year. And it's in our will that if we both die, me and my husband, they get our kids because we know that they would raise them the way that we would want them raised, you know, and, and in that godly environment and and you know, be a solid family for them. And so, you know, again, that adoption, that choosing of like created, but yet still chosen even after. Yeah. Well, we just had a, a guy named Pastor Travis earlier this week, um, did kind of a, a Bible study with, uh, with the co-founders of Living a Better Story. Wow. And he talked about the cycle of grace wow. and embracing grace. And he said, most of us are always chasing, you know, the next thing. Do we have the right car? Do we have the right phone? Whatever. And he said, if you start from grace, he said, it, he called it meritless. There's no, you don't have to do anything to get it, right? You're just accepted. And that's, I think in today's world, there's so much stuff in media and, and Facebook and people shame you and whatnot. If you start from that and know that, hey, in the eyes of the most important person in the world, the person who created you, mm-hmm. you're a superstar, like, <laughs> and it's meritless, no matter how, no matter what you do wrong, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. And, that, and that's really a powerful thing. And it sounds like you're coming from exactly the same place. Man, I tell you what, when I think about the grace of God in life, it reminds me of the time I was electrocuted. I was about 12 electrocuted in my mouth and uh and I remember seeing a white light and I heard a countdown you ever heard the countdown like when they do the blast off of the rocket yes like I heard a countdown like that and all I saw was a white light and it was like when the countdown got to about four I came to and um yeah and I remember I was like whoa And, and you know at that time I was just like oh my god freaking out Da, 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 you know, and all stuff, just to make sure I'm okay. But now when I look back on it, that could have been the end of my life. And I would never be where I mean, I never would have knew God like I knew him to be able to have a relationship. Man, whew, Jesus, wow. um, to be able to have a relationship with him like I do now, to be able to have my family mm-hmm. and to be able to have the fullness of life that I have now, or, you know, just the various things. I, I mean, I've had several near-death experiences, and just to know that God has brought me through all that is just what's so, up. Sorry, I don't think you're supposed to cry on these. No, you're allowed. <laughs> oh, the last person broke down a little bit too, and, and yeah. so did I towards the end. Yeah, um, so I'm just grateful. Like God has saw me through so much, you know, trauma, abuse, and you know, near-death experiences, and and just life. But yet, He still chooses to use me. You know, I think of the woman who. Um, I want to say it's in Luke somewhere and Jesus was talking about, you know, they were in there talking and the woman, she came and poured out her oil at his feet. And he was like, 
I ain't never seen so great a faith, <laughs> you know, like that's an express, you know, like that's true faith. And so like, God, like I have so much faith in God. Like I don't doubt him. Like when things are hard, I trust him. Of course it sucks. Of course you're like, what the heck God? But I take it all to him. And that's where, you know, his grace on my life is something that I can't take for granted, you know, like it's something I, I constantly, I'm like, thank you every day. Thank you, God, for the grace. Thank you that you chose me, you know, because if not for that, I'm nothing. Yeah. I mean, and that's awesome. It, 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 I think about that often, like the, the, the chance of me being on planet earth, it's like one in a gazillion. And then the chance of you having your kids are one in a gazillion. And and it's just, it's just when you really think of it in those terms of awesomeness, right? And you just look at every single thing and every person you meet, like, whoa, you you were created to, by the same guy that I was created by, you know? High five! This is awesome. I mean, it really is amazing. Have you ever been to Las Vegas to the show Cirque du Soleil, uh, the O show? Um. No, I haven't. Oh my goodness. It's so cool. I've been to it 12 times over the oh years. Oh my gosh. I used to live in Phoenix. So it was oh cool. gotcha. He's you like know, a regular. $29 buddy pass to get to Vegas. And so I saw this show 12 times. And it's this kid, they pull him out of the audience and then they it, but he's really part of this crew, but you don't know it, right? He's in clothes, plain clothes, and then they dress him up. And anyway, he goes and meets all these amazing people. Some of them are really tall. Some of them have paintings on their face. Some of them swim in the water. Like all these, they're just all different shapes, sizes, and backgrounds. And it's like, to me, that's the wonder and beauty of life is like, huh, you know, just like fish in the sea or, you know, birds. I mean, it just really is all amazing. God's wonder and just. I was in a head-on collision in 2000. and. It was terrible. Like my friend was in the front seat and it was convertible. The car door folded over where he would have been sitting. Luckily, an angel lifted him out of the car, pulled him 20 feet. He ended up getting air vacked out to Phoenix from Lake Havasu. um, And he and he made it and he's okay. Um, It was it was amazing. His first question to me when I walked up to him, you know, I thought he was gone. And then he finally twitched. And he looked at me and he, and he goes, dude, how's my face? And I was like, okay, yeah. Brian's okay now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But he had an angel in the helicopter the whole way from the scene to Arizona, to Phoenix. And he said, who was the woman in the back holding my hand the whole time? And they go, no, there was no woman there. Whoa. So I went, because I still had my wits about me, even though the, it was totaled and there were four cars in the accident. It was a oh mess. My I can still smell it and hear the airbag and everything. Oof. But I, I went around and I picked up some bolts that came off the car and one of which has a dent in it. So I've since given away three or four of the bolts and I've asked these people, hey, this was from a very key day where I was close, just like you were on the countdown. Yeah. And I said, hey, we're going to build a really cool living a better story retreat, like in the mountains, and we're going to change people's lives. When we build the physical infrastructure someday, I want you to bring back your bolt and we're going to put it on the fireplace mantle and we're going to, we're going to change lives. That's going to be awesome. Oh my God. I'm just in the follow God's footsteps. And I love help having people share their, 
stories on the podcast. There, there's Man. so much, He's so, so much amazing stories out there. He's so faithful. Um, okay, so you've, wow. So you had a, an interesting, uh, tough upbringing. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm curious, like you never met your parent or you never met your dad. You don't know your dad, You're, but yeah. you know your mom. Like, that, you what, know. What, what, what happened there? Just so, I mean, if so you my mom, know. she dealt with addiction. Um, and so, um, I grew up with my great grandfather and his wife for a time. Um, and then probably I was about maybe 10 or so. I, I moved with my mom's mom. Uh, I think by almost maybe a couple of years later, my mom get, got clean, but she still didn't have a stable, you know, place to live. And so I just continued to live with my great, my grandmother until, um, right before high school. So like the, like eighth grade. And then I went to live with my mom, um, her and my stepdad. So, and that was, you know, tough, but. You know, our, our good friend who's also part of Living a Better Story, Robert White, he adopted four or five children over his time. Wow. And I think it's one of the children, uh, the mother had an addiction. And so the baby had, um, you know, and it's pretty serious drugs. And so the baby, you know, had, wow. uh, had some challenges. Yeah. And so, you know, he's real familiar with, yeah. with what you go through that. Absolutely. And so it, it is a miracle to be talking to you today to have gone through that. And to your point, you get to witness to others that, Hey, look at me. <laughs> you know, I don't look like thing. what I've been through. And that's only by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's so comforting. I think for so many people to, to understand that we all face stuff and yeah. it feels like the hardest thing ever. My, when my son was in a burn accident in February this year, wow, it was bad. And it was like second, third degree burns. And, wow. but any, but he was healed and the grace Thank of God. God. But he asked me the question, Dad, on a scale of one to 10, what pain have you ever experienced? And I was, physical pain, right? And I was like, oh, probably a seven or an eight, like broken arm or something. Well, I asked a friend who was in the Marines. I said, Brian, Skelton, what pain have you experienced? He goes, well, I've been shot, stabbed, and blown up. And the worst experience, the worst pain I had was a kidney stone. <laughs> And I was like, holy cow, you would think like painful. a stab or maybe a bullet or right. all those things would be painful, but it's all relative. Like the scale mm -hmm. of one to 10, it, it, you know, what is 10? And Brendan was like, dad, I don't know what 10 is. So he's like, I don't know, maybe my pain's a three. And his face is terrible and his hands are peeling off. And then they go, well, we can't give you any of the medicine if it's a three. And he's like, well, then it's a seven because this hurts really, really bad. He's like, well, it's a three to me, but that's like a seven to somebody else. Yeah, it's like a seven to somebody else. So, and and sin, I think, is kind of the same thing, right? Whether you do something that's just a little stupid or you yeah. do something that's really stupid, wow. that's the beauty of being adopted into this family is uh -huh. that no matter what it is you do, it doesn't Jesus matter. You already paid the price. Yeah, you already paid the price. And so when you when you live from that place, Come on. Holy cow, right? It's like, yeah. now you actually want to lean into being a good person. Exactly. You don't have to be a good person. It's, you just are like, wow, I was given the second chance. And absolutely, it's, it's amazing. And I think the one thing for me, um, it was kind of a double-edged sword, you know, going through all that. And now, you know, it was easy for me to accept Christ, but then dealing with people was hard because 
there's people that hurt you, people that left you, people that abandoned you, um, people that didn't treat you right. And so then the people that you think are good, you think you have to please them. And so you you go above and beyond to try to, you know, meet uh, people, please, you know? And so that was something I struggled with for a long time because I was like, okay, these are good people. So I need to prove to them that I'm good too. And then I'm worth, and it's like, no, my value comes from God and, and God, you know, has been removing that for me um, because it's like, I don't have to please them for them to stay. And if they don't want to stay, then they're not supposed to that's be there. Their, that's their deal. Not mine. That's their loss. And wow. so that's shifting wow. that identity because when you deal with, you know, tough stuff, you know, regardless how big or small, um, the enemy is out to steal our identity, which our identity is to be in Christ. Um, and so the enemy doesn't want us to identify with Christ. And so that's the battle of our soul every day. Are you going to identify with your flesh and the world? Are you going to identify with Christ? His principles, his path for you, God's plan for you. Um, you know, and, and so sometimes you can walk a fine line because, you know, your heart's given to Christ, but then your brain still, you still have trauma brain is what my therapist calls it, where you don't, your logic, what she say, you have a logical brain, and then you have feelings, and your trauma is in your feelings, but it wants to overtake your logical brain, mm. and what's logical, like, okay, I know that, you know, this person loves me, so why am I, you know, they, they, they showed that they were, they were human, they messed up, and so now I'm ready to just be like, you're the same as everybody else, you yeah, know, yes. I mean, for I you to, yeah, to, for you to think that level of analytical about it, 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 and that's what it takes. And that's where a third party can be very, Therapy. going it alone is, is sometimes not an awesome idea. I highly recommend it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So cool. So you said you accepted Christ at what age? 20? So I was, I would say I was, I'm not one of those people. I was like this day, this year, I was, I was, I want to say I was 26 when I truly gave my heart to Christ. Of and course, what, I've gone to church. What led you time. to that moment and that time? <laughs> so at the time I was pregnant with my daughter, um, me and my husband, we weren't married or anything like that, you know, and, and I was like, man, I really want my daughter to grow up in, in church, like to know God in a real way. And we ended up going to this church that we actually were at for 10 years. And just the level of family orientation that I received there. And I really got to know God. And then eventually, I think it was probably like within that first year of us going there, you know, I really gave my heart to God and surrendered myself to him. Um, not trying to fix things myself. Of course, I still struggle with that sometimes because I'm just a fixer. I'm a techie. So it's like, I'm always trying to figure out the, the the fix so but yeah I would say it it was it really started with my daughter and it wasn't until maybe about three or four months ago that God really highlighted to me it's like that was the basis of your faith at the time and now it's time for your foundation to be solidified mm -hmm. um and I was like, whoa, Lord, I've been serving you for 10 years. What, yeah, right. what do you like, mean? So, I thought, I, and that I, was thought the I was already at the peak. <laughs> but like, remember, we talked about grace. Like, that was the grace that got me in. Now the grace that's going to sustain me is me re-solidifying my foundation. Yeah. Um, 
and really, you know, make it, making my election and my calling sure and my foundation to be solid in him. Um, because that was the kind of the, the openness. I really want my daughter to grow up in church. And let me tell you, she loves God all on her own. She wanted to get baptized, been trying to get baptized for three years. And I said, well, you really have to understand. She's only nine. I said, you really have to understand what it means. And I mean, she's on fire for God. She goes to school and says, some of these kids don't believe in God. One boy said he don't believe. She, she put him on a prayer list and was praying for him. I mean, she really loves the Lord. And so just to see the fruition of my prayers back then, you know, it was like, wow, God, like you just, you just continue to do so much. And so now God's like, okay, that was great. That was the grace that got you in. That was what drew you in. You know, some people is youth camp. Some people it's a meet and greet at church. That's what pulled you in. But now it's time for you to be solidified because I have greater things for you in the future. Wow. So I, I can feel it just from our <laughs> brief conversation. So what does that look like for you? What, you know, when you heard this, like, does it mean I need to read the Bible more? I need to go to a group or how? how oh, we, um, we actually transitioned to a new church earlier this year. And it was really tough leaving the church we were at for so long that, you know, like it was a pinnacle in our life, but we just knew that it was time. And so when God really shifted us, um, he placed in a ministry where they um, have like what they call like a discipleship track. So it's just re, um, reaffirming and re- um, uh, repairing the, you know, the foundations of Christ, his principles, his word, because it's easy to be like, I believe, thank you, Jesus, pray, hallelujah, all that, but when you really don't understand the foundation of what the word is, the context in which the word is written, understanding the principles of God, the promises of God that are really in the word, um, and so just re, um, going through a lot of that, because our old church did a lot of that too, um, but re going through that from a perspective of this is for essence like essence needs to really get this not essence needs to model this you get what I'm saying yeah right it's a difference between getting it and just modeling it you sure. get it and then you model it I was modeling it but I didn't yet get yeah because it. if it's if it's modeling something that's close to what it's supposed to be then it's just close and it right. doesn't, it's not perfect it's not, yeah. and God wants as perfect as we can get at least yeah, <laughs> yeah. in that's him we're perfected we're perfected in him yeah and well so it's interesting because I'm launching an app probably in the next week we've been working on it for six months called 77 pray Ooh. And it helps you in the morning, you wake up and it has a little reminder on your phone. You check the box. Did I pray this morning? And I'd never done the morning prayer. I've only started that like 60 days ago in the beta test of this app. Then you read a Bible verse and it randomizes a verse. And just getting that on your start to your day, most people have 60 to 80,000 thoughts and most people, half of them are negative. Oh, yeah. And so if you can ask God for, you know, hey, God, thanks for the day. It's going to be amazing. It's simple as that. Mm-hmm. And then you read a quick Bible verse that goes, oh, wow, that's interesting. And it, it pushes you on your day. Yeah. And then at the halfway mark, it says it's noon. Okay. Hey, have you invited someone to this app? So then you click a button, you share it either through a text or on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. And then at the end of the day, you pray again. So it's a simple four-step kind of a couple minutes a day mm-hmm. then you get into a situation where you need to pray for something you can crowdsource prayer so you can say hey everybody can you pray for my friend essence because wow. he wants to have a tighter relationship with god 
and you'll mm-hmm. see that 800 people prayed for you overnight kind of thing. Wow. That's and, that, and so, but here's the dilemma, right? Neat app. And now, and so that's like builds the connection part to God. Now I'm thinking, okay, there's another half to the app that still mm-hmm. needs to be developed. That's more than just a Bible verse every day. And so the last guest on the show, she came up with the idea. She was like, you know, what about the Bible? Like, think of Marvel, how they do the superheroes, and they're all really cool. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be to create a like a movie studio builds all the characters in the Bible? I like it. Oof. I was like, you, that we gotta go figure out how to do. Did you watch the Bible project? I've heard about it. And the chosen, I think, is another one I've heard I about. Love the chosen. Oh, <laughs> see, I've heard about that. I haven't seen but, it. But um, don't expect it to be like one of every single word in the Bible is it's Bible based. It's not, okay, it's yeah. loosely based on the Bible. We'll say uh, that, but it's that. a really good, you know, series of just something different to watch. But the Bible project, I like it because it really outlines not just the characters, but also the underlying themes and how a, all of it ties back to Christ. Wow. And so I love it. They're on YouTube. You know, they do all kinds of videos. They do like chapters of the Bible, themes in the Bible, promises, people in the Bible. Um, and so I like it. You know, they're usually the videos, depending on what they're talking about. I think the, the longest one I seen was like 15 minutes. Um, and that was over like a whole like book of the Bible. Um, That's good because in today's world, the attention span is so light. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was 64 seconds. So, so I, I, think, like, I blame it on social media, honestly. Yeah. You know, that instant everything like right now, you know, and so it's it's tough. Um, that's one thing even for my kids. Like I'm like, OK, hey, we're not just about to sit here and watch TVs and tablets and phones all summer long. Like we got to retrain our brain. You know, I like yes. um, Have you ever heard of Caroline Leaf? No. Okay, she's a neurologist that's um, that's a Christian. And so she teaches about the brain and how you can retrain your brain, recreate habits. But she was she teaches it from like a biblical basis. And so she talks about, you know, how God created our brain, how he, you know, how our brain can be retrained and, and how there are neurons and, and neural paths that get created when you go through trauma or other things and how you can retrain them and build new branches and and those kind of things and so I, I I like a lot of her stuff um a lot of her older stuff is really really good um I haven't watched her newer shows but she still has some stuff she's doing new recently but she's wow. Really- wow 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 all right so think about this question is okay if you could if there's one if there's something that could just change everything for you right like you snapped your fingers and you had a skill or what, it doesn't matter, right? Anything that you could kind of come up with, what what would change everything for Essence Montgomery? Man, Chad, you asked a good question. I would say um, if there was one thing that, can I say two? <laughs> you can do two or three okay, or however you. many. You okay, want. I'll just do two. One would be um, that, I would overcome um, some of the the negative thoughts that come with the trauma that I've experienced. That would be one thing that would truly transform. And I know God is doing it and he's continued to work in me. That's one thing. The other thing is to be completely debt free. <laughs> I have because of how I grew up financially, I didn't, I would, did not have the ability to go 
um, yeah, I had, I had to go to like a, a very expensive, you know, like trade school. And so like, I incurred a lot of student loans. I had no financial help from my family other than I could live with them, which that was cool, but still going to school, I didn't have time to work. And the money I did make from working was very little. So just like a lot of debt, but that would be the, those would be the two things I feel like will transform my families for us to be debt free and for me to overcome the, the thoughts and negative things, mm -hmm. particularly pertaining to being a mother, mm -hmm. because I didn't have a mother growing up. I had a grandmother who took care of me. You know, and so that was, you know, I won't go into all the details. It, it was tough sometimes. And so not having that mother, not really knowing what a mother looks like other than my friends, you know, you have imposter syndrome because you're like, oh, I want to do it like them. And it's nothing wrong with taking tips and things like that. But when that's what you're trying to imitate, then it's like you're not being your true authentic self. So those would just be the things that the two things I feel like would just really change everything. Mm. For me. Have you ever seen The Matrix, that movie? uh it's been so many years but yes <laughs> it's been a while, right do you remember the scene where he's out on the patio and he, I think it may be it may be her actually and I think it's her because she's like I need to learn how to fly a helicopter it's either her or him I can't remember but it's like I need to learn to fly a helicopter and they go okay zap it down and within seconds they're flying a helicopter right so what that makes me think about is that in, in the history of time, to them, they can snap their finger and they learn something. For us, it might take a year to, to do what you just said. But in the history of time, it's a split second. And so mm -hmm. if you take time out of the equation and say, okay, that's an important thing to me, it might feel like it's going to, it, oh, this is taking forever. Um, but there's pathways to it. Mm -hmm. um, the guy that makes, I want to introduce you to this friend of mine, Daryl Stinson. Okay. Is in uh, Atlanta. He okay. wrote a book called Who Am I After Sports? Wow. And so he had a traumatic thing where he thought he was, he, he's like, I was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he's a tall, big African-American, amazing man. And he's Christian. And yet he, he got into drugs. He, you know, went down the wrong path for a little while because it was because he was hurting from playing and he thought mm -hmm. he was going to play in the NFL. And I read the book and it applies. It doesn't matter if it's life after sports, life after trauma, like, you know, fill in the blank. It's, you know, be, who am I and how do I get over that kind of stuff? So he'd be a, I'd love to introduce you to him because yeah. I think him and his wife are amazing people. They've got two or three amazing awesome. kids yeah. and he'd be just a, a good voice in your ear to, to share some ideas. Absolutely. You have to email it to me or, you know, connect. We could do a Zoom or whatever. I'd love I'll to. do it. Yeah, that, that'd be amazing. I love I it. really like him. All right. Last question. And that okay. is, we've sort of already talked about it, but I still like to ask it anyway, because we've covered a lot of ground. Sure. So. What role does faith play in your journey? Oh, man. Um, since I truly came to know God for myself, um, it's the epitome of every part of my journey. Um, without my faith, I would have no hope. Um, without my faith, I would see my circumstances or, you know, financial situation or, um, you know, just growing pains as um 
unbearable, but with faith, I see it as the valley that, you know, he's walking me through. Like David said, yay, though I walk through the valley of the sh shadow of death as I rot and, and they staff comfort me. Like I can see it as that versus, oh my God, it's, it's the valley. I'm going through the worst time. It's my wilderness, but forgetting that God's there the whole time. So that's what my faith, it, um, it's the epitome of everything. It's what is connecting me to him. It's what keeps me um, tied down mentally because I have faith in God to know that, you know, regardless of the negative thoughts that may come up or the trauma triggers that come up, that I trust him and he sees me through it. He gives me logic. He allows my logical brain to start really kicking in. It's like, okay, hold on. Let's think right. Um, my faith is everything. It, you know uh it's the substance of things hoped for <laughs> the evidence of things unseen <laughs> well let me that, share, I mean, let me share a perspective with you um a friend of mine was an insurance broker he opened his yeah. own business and in 2007 eight he had a loan and then in the bad market aig pulled the loan on and said wow. hey sorry you're on your own well he's five hundred thousand dollars upside down so he loses the uh, a legal battle and has some counts against him. And so that now gains 15 to 18% a year. It's up to well over a million dollars. So everything that he makes goes to that. So, mm. so sometimes when you put in perspective, just like my level of pain compared to like what we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sometimes helps me go, you know, and this is a good friend of mine. And it's like, man it, it it's it can all there's always different shades of gray right yes and, and having on. the perspective and then another one successful person in my parents neighborhood my dad was a doctor when i was a kid and hmm. and um radiology so got to go and see him at the hospital awesome. pretty neat uh but a guy in the neighborhood was crushing it you know real estate worth millions 20 30 million dollars and then the market falls out he went upside down by like $10 million. Wow. And then he lives through life and then now he's back. Like he's, he, you know, he bounced. Right. And it's like, and to your point, it, knowing that, Hey, other people, even Uber successful, whatever that dude was in my dad's neighborhood, he's, he's still okay. And he's, and he's better for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic for you that, uh, oh, I know God's gonna, you know, see us through. <laughs> and honestly, let me tell you, like, God has blessed us so tremendously um, and just done things that only like just mind blowing things that have just come. And so I trust him that he's going to help me. He's going to either give me strategy on how to pay these things and give the reason. And I believe he's going to give me the resources to be able to do it. Um, so I trust him in everything. And that's another part of faith is, you know, trust. Because when I have faith to know, Chad said he wants to. I can do a podcast with him, you know, then I have faith that when that time come, I'm going to do the podcast with him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. trust and faith yeah. go hand in hand yeah. in my, in my opinion, because you can't have faith in something you don't trust because yeah. faith is the evidence of things hoped for and unseen. So you have to trust that what's hoped for and unseen 
it's going to come through what you have faith in. And so I have faith in the one who owns everything. He's the creator of all things. That's right. It's all known to us anyway. So come on. He owns it all. Yeah. <laughs> he has the riches. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Wow. Essence, it's been marvelous getting to know you today. Uh -huh. Thank you for sharing your journey and your Thank faith. You. And it's such a pleasure. Uh, I Thank think somebody you. listening today, you know, whether it's one, 10, 50, there's it, all, all that matters is if one person hears the message and, and we, you know, and we're able to reach through the, the headphones and, and touch their lives. So thank I you. I really feel led to pray for whoever that is, if that's okay. Yeah, Can let's do pray it. Pray on here. Please. Okay. <laughs> all right. Father God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for your presence in all of this, Father. We bless your name and we lift you up, Father. And I just pray that every person that hears this podcast, that they can see hope they can see faith, they can see joy, they can see trust and rest in you, Father God. I thank you for the opportunity, for the platform here, for um, living a better story, that we can live a better story in you, Father God, and that whoever this reaches, Father God, if they don't even know you, let them turn to you and say, who is this God that gives so much joy through pain? Father, you give beauty for ashes, and we are grateful, God, for who you are, Father. I bless Chad and his family, Father God, the company, Father, that they will continue to do your work and give you glory in everything that they do, Father. And uh, we just lift you up that everyone who hears this is blessed. And, and let them be able to take something or at least share it with someone they believe that it would be able to touch in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Wow. That was super powerful. Thank you for closing us out. Thank you, Chad. It's been awesome. awesome. Yeah, well, this. absolutely. I'm, I'm going to make an introduction to Daryl and um, welcome to the family of living a better story. Oh, I had so much fun. Thank you guys for having me. All right. You too, Essence. Have an amazing rest of your week. You too. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining the Living Better Story podcast. We've been talking with Essence Montgomery. She is a manager at a customer success team, telecommunications in Oklahoma. And you can see why. Man, <laughs> we need more people like Essence in the world. So Essence, thanks for sharing your love with everybody today. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.